Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Class Valuation. They are a committed partner to the broker community and are constantly innovating ways to improve your experience, including live appraisal status updates using Fast Track Pro and live turn times by county. Check out your local turn times at fasttrack.classvaluation.com using your appraisal scope username and password to log in. And because Class Valuation is an AIM partner, members can get real-time support through the AIM Escalation submission form. Class Valuation works hard to make sure your borrowers make it to the closing table on time. Not connected? Email us at partnerships at aimgroup.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another another exciting edition. I'm excited for this one for the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. So uh, this one is a little bit uh, exciting for me as well because we had to cancel on each other a couple times. Business is, is busy, uh, but I'm, I'm finally glad that we're able to get together. So today I'll be interviewing the broker owner of Mindful Mortgage Group, Kim Clancy. Kim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mark. Nice to see you. Good to see you as well. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a little fun with this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, after Fuse and just kind of just talking to more and more people, uh, I got even more energized to do these broker to broker podcasts just for the mere fact of we're getting a lot of good feedback with this now. Uh, and, you know, and I know you have a lot of insights. So really excited to listen to what you have to say today. And I'm sure that you're going to give people a wealth of knowledge. So tell me about your background. Tell me about Mindful Mortgage and take it away. Okay. So I got into the business in 2000 and I started off, um, I actually thought I was never going to be salesy. I come from a background of like special ed, undergrad, clinical social work was my master's degree. So, you know, I was like salespeople suck, right? And that's just not what I'm ever going to be. And then I, what happened was I, I grew up in Philly and I moved to California because when I was in college, my family moved out there. So I, I went out there for um, a little bit. And when I got out there, I realized that like, oh my gosh, it's really expensive to live here on a social work um, salary. And my mom had just recently become a loan officer. And so there was a company called Nationwide Lending in Irvine, California. And um, she knew some friends there. They were hiring loan officer assistants. And so I was like, well, I guess I can give it a shot, you know, not even thinking anything like, oh, a sales or anything. Like, okay, you know, well, I get to like wear cute clothes and that's pretty cool. Okay, fine. Right. So I go and it was all men. Every single loan officer was a man. And the girls were only processors and assistants. And there actually wasn't even boy processors or assistants. So I immediately was like, oh, and, you know, maybe it's the Philly in me or whatever. I don't know. But I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is oh, not. Oh, hell no, right? No, no, no. We're not. Uh-uh. So I spent about three to four months being an assistant. And the, what happened was we were basically doing lending tree leads at that point. And so the lead would come in. And it would get assigned to a loan officer and each assistant had, you know, maybe 10 loan officers. And our job was really to get the docs in for these lending tree leads and then hand them off to the loan officer to work them up, sell them and, you know, make the money on them. 
Well, I was like killing it. I was like getting in touch with all these people, getting all these stocks in. And so all these loan officers kept being like, well, we want him as our assistant, you know? And then I had about four guys that were like, no, dude, you're so much more than this. Like you need to be a loan officer. And, you know, back in 2000, of course, we didn't have to have any license or anything like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be a loan officer. So that's really how I got started. And then I think for me, the reason I could separate it from sales was because I didn't feel like I was selling. Like I knew that you were, but I just didn't feel like it because for me, it was even from the start, just getting to know people and talk to people and build a relationship with people. So I think that that was probably why in hindsight, I was like, okay with going right into sales. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so you, how long were you there for? Nationwide lending. I was there until 2008 and then I moved from California to Colorado. And when I was moving, I wanted to, um, I could have stayed remote, but I wanted to have something here. And so I left nationwide and it was really hard because I mean, that's where I learned everything, you know? And Back then, too, there was a lot like we were all young, like there was not a lot of older loan officers. Right. We were all young and, you know, and dumb in a sense, like we didn't know any different. We did not. We thought like in 2004, because we were making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, we should be shopping at Armani. Right. Because we were 28 years old. And so it was like we all kind of grew up together, too, you know, in that period, because that eight years we went through a lot. And, um, and then when I moved here, I still stayed in retail. So I went to pinnacle mortgage when I moved here and then, you know, jumped around at a couple of different places. And then what happened was I was at citywide home loans and I loved it. I love citywide. Um, and I thought that that was where I was going to be. And then in 2019, uh, I'm sorry, 2018, um, our leader of our division went over to cross country and we all followed. And that was um, the best and the worst thing, right? Because it was the worst thing because I was really unhappy, but it was the best thing because it pushed me then to go into the broker world and open up my own shop. And so I, I opened up Mindful Mortgage in April of 2019. Oh, perfect. Perfect. And then give me a little, give me a little background on kind of what your, your company looks like. I mean, is it a, is it a a one person shop? I mean, loan officers, processors, what do you got going on over there? So we have, um, we are here in Erie, Colorado. We have um, a couple, we have two loan officers here, um, an admin person, a junior and a processor. And then we have a Colorado Springs. We have um, a loan officer, an LOA and a processor. And I'm currently working on California because, you know, I have a lot of friends there. And so I would love to be able to open Mindful Mortgage because I'm licensed there, just my company is not yet. So I love to be able to open that in the Orange County area and um, grow it there too. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, I can probably say you're not regretting this situation jumping over to the broker world, correct? No. You know, and it's so funny because it's like, 
I, you know, for 18 years, we bashed in retail, we bashed brokers, right? And it was like, oh my God, who would ever want to work with a broker? And they suck. And they, and like, there was probably a period when we were, when we were all falling apart that the brokers got hit the worst and that they couldn't get stuff done. But when I tell people now, you know, like that's just not the case. I mean, nothing that we were taught is how it works today. Nothing, not one single thing. And I think that, you know, how they see my business, like how my retail friends see my business, I think that I don't even have to say anything. They see it, you know, because they're saying, okay, she's, I mean, you know, we post all the time, like our one day CTCs from UWM or, you know, all, all the things like, I mean, my time frame from start to finish is beating any retail around me. So, you know, it's kind of, I think that in general, our industry has changed. You know, yeah. I think it is changing. But um, I also think that the brokers that went out, you know, in the last three to five years, the brokers that left retail and went out on their own are truly the best of the best, right? Because you had to have your own confidence and book of business and savvy to be able to make that jump. And so we are like representing, it's like the best representative representation of being a broker. They're saying. Right. Right. You know, it's funny. Literally yesterday I spoke to a gentleman in my area. He's closing 90 deals per year. And he told me on purchases and he's retail. He, he told me on purchases, it's taken him 45 days on average to close a loan. And on refinances, during one of our biggest refinance booms we've ever had, he said, no joke, Mark, it's taken three to four months. Oh my I said, God. I said, how, how do you even, how, do you, how are you even in business? Like, how is this bank even in business? And so we, you know, we had an eye-opening conversation and I think it's important, not just even if you came from retail, but talking about your background, you know, people want to know where you came from because there's, there's always going to come doubt within this business at times where you go, can I do this? Am I yeah. fit for this? You know, but I love talking about people's background just like yours because it's so different and everyone's so different and they use their skills. I mean, you were in social work and now look at you, yeah. you have been so successful. So I love hearing about these backgrounds. Well, and I think too, it's like, you know, I don't know what, where the shift happened. I don't know. Don't you feel it was kind of like three to five years. It was like, you know, the broker world started changing. And I would say really in the last 18 months, I don't hear people say, oh, you're a broker, like no one, not even in retail, because it is hard. My mom is still a loan officer and she's in retail, which, of course, that's part of why I'm in Oakland, California. I'm like, oh, my God, you got to get out. But, you know, not, you know what I'm saying. But like, you're right. She was, you know, at 45, 60 days on a refi. And I'm like, you know, that even prevents you from doing business because it's like you're monitoring and managing a pipeline of nothingness. And it's, you know, it's preventing you from bringing in more business. It was crazy. It's crazy. It, it It's nuts out there, but that's, you know what, you're right. There has been a big shift. And I think it's because of, you know, the, this community coming together and really banding together, you know? So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I couldn't be more proud of the community itself. So speaking of community, I know you're pretty yeah. big into your community. Um, yeah. How do you organically build this community around you? So, you know, it just takes time. I mean, it's one of those things where when you're building a referral based business and you're building it in your community, 
it's going to take time. You know, it's not going to be that you just get to hang a, a uh, sign, you know, like a banner at the football games and all of a sudden the business comes in. It really, you know, it's not yeah. about that. It's about like, you know, I am very lucky. My son started off here at age three. He's now a junior in high school. He's played football. He's played rugby. I've been on the PTO. Like it literally is that, you know, it's literally getting involved and really, really, um, you know, focusing on th this is my, this was my thought. Okay. And I remember when I moved here, I said to my mom, I want to be at the post office and this sounds so silly but this is true i want to be at the post office and somebody says to me hey kim i need to ask you some questions about financing right because i want it to be that general of you know my, my i don't want to say general but like where people trust me to be approached at the post office while i'm getting stamps and mark i will never forget the day that it, it literally happens literally at the post office and i mean i probably turned white as a ghost right because i was like oh my god this is really happening but i think that that's what that's what it is it's just over time and you know i don't think i ever come across as selling i i really don't i don't think i come across as a salesperson i don't think that people see me that way and maybe it's because you know, I treat people like you're my neighbor, like you're my son's teacher, like you're, you know, the firefighter. I, I treat you as that. And so you treat me as a person and don't, and we don't have to worry about, you know, is she, is she ripping me off? Like, I don't really think that people think I would rip them off because, well, I wouldn't, you right. know, or I wouldn't take advantage of them. I treat them like I'm going to run into them at Walgreens and I don't, want to hide from them at Walgreens. Right. Yeah. So I think that that is really like what I, I think it's a philosophy. I don't think it's necessary a strategy as a philosophy of, you know, do you really want to be that person in your community? You know, even as realtors, I have a lot of realtors ask me, right. Because what I have captured, they have a harder time capturing and probably because there's more of them. Right. But they ask, like, you know, everywhere you go, somebody knows you or on Facebook, it'll be on the Erie Facebook page. Oh, I need a lender. And it's 85% Kim Clancy. And how do you get there? Well, because I don't, I don't fluff stuff. I just act like a normal person. That's it. You know, and I love being involved. And so if you don't like being involved, maybe you have to pick a different way. Maybe you're just a leads person, right? You just have to follow what you excel in. I did leads for 10 years and then I woke up one day and I was like, I'm never calling another lead again. Like never. Right. And so that's when I had to change my strategy, but I love, you know, I mean, we had our homecoming parade. Oh my God. My town is like the best town, right? Like we still are like super small town. We have a homecoming parade. All the football teams do the um, floats and all this kind of stuff. You know, we, they throw candy out at the people. Well, my, I opened up my office and just had like food and drinks. And I mean, I probably had 30 people in my office at any given time during the homecoming break. And because they all know each other, you know, or like one person, you know what I mean? And it's like, you just, you, that has to be the way that you want to run your business. And if it is, then you just start being present. That's it.
absolutely and and i agree with you with the the, the philosophy thing and and but you got to stay the course as well you know and and i like i tell so many people you know especially kind of getting into the industry because i preach community quite a bit you know even here in your local community uh but you know it's just stay the course and don't look at it as a as an roi there's no, no roi in this if you do that you're going to fail I promise you, because you're going to put that ROI first. So no, you're absolutely right. Don't come across as a salesperson. You already said you're not a salesperson in the beginning of this podcast, which is great. And I don't like salespeople either. You know, I like people who want to help other people. Yeah. And I mean, and, and like you said it best. It's just like, you know, you can't give up, but I, that's what I'm saying is I kind of feel like if you believe in that philosophy of like wanting to help people, it's not something that you give up right? Because it's, it is actually who you are. And so the ROI on it doesn't matter. Like I don't even track. I remember about a, a year and a half ago, I hired somebody to do marketing and she was awesome, but she came from like a very marketing kind of background. And, you know, like I do pop buys, you know, you probably know these, like the little gifts. I mean, I do the, that's my, that's my, how I market. That is literally how I market. Right. And she was like trying to track the ROI of this. And I was like, no, like this is not, that's not something you track. I don't care. You know, I mean, yes, we should make sure that, you know, we're not spending $10,000 on Popeyes and not nothing is, and people aren't acknowledging it. You know what I mean? But like short of that, I don't need to know how much it was dollars and cents. And did I get this lead or whatever? Because that's just not the way I run it. Yep. You know, it's funny, my, uh, my, I'll call it my, my girl kind of runs my business, you know, on the back end of stuff. She said, Mark, do you know how much you've spent on just sponsorships and stuff this year? I said, nope. And I don't want to know. No. I, I, I mean, that sounds really bad. I mean, I will find out and then I will analyze it a bit, but no, that's not what it's about for me. I have the ability right now. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, people get joy out of it. I absolutely love it. I love it. Like I love being sponsors at things. And, it, and it's like, you know, I mean, you're right. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I have, if somebody asked me, was it a thousand? I would say no. Cause I probably know that was it 10 <laughs> maybe like, I, I really don't know, but you know what, what ends up happening too, is that then people start asking you to do things and they kind of give you like, they let you take the reins. Right. So like when they realize that you're showing up, all right, like, this is what I mean. So I'm a sponsor at a school. It's a charter school here at Aspen Ridge. Okay. I'm one of their sponsors. So, you know, they have their fall festival last weekend and it's like, oh, you know, because you're a sponsor, like you can have a booth or you don't have to have a booth. And so like some of these sponsors like come in, you know, with all their gizmos and gadgets and all this, and they're going to sell this insurance or they're going to sell blah, blah, blah. Right. All this. I literally came in with 300 cupcakes and sprinkles and every kid got a cupcake and they got to decorate it to take it home. That, that was what I did. And it's like, that's what I, that's what I try to teach people, you know, is, is it has nothing to do with my business. It has nothing to do with that. I don't need to give them swag. I don't need to give them, you know, okay, well, we're going to do this or that. You just kind of do cool things and people like it. And then they remember you. It's really that simple, right? It, it, it is simple. It, it truly is. And, and no, you're hitting, you're hitting all of my soft spots right now, which I absolutely yeah. love. All right. So you, you have someone who's kind of up and coming or they just entered the industry, uh, you know, and, and even if they came from retail, which sometimes they do larger things or nothing within in the yeah. community, 
what bit of advice would you give them? Like, where would you tell them to start? Um, it would depend on what kind of person it is. So if, if you're a person and you have young kids, that's probably one of the easier ways to break in, I think, is because you can join the PTO, you can be the team mom, you can, you know, any, all these kind of things, you, it's easier a little bit to break in with younger kids. So I would say do something like that. If you don't have kids or you have older kids, then one of the things I do four times a year is I take things to every single school. We have 11 schools in Erie and um, like, you know, elementary, middle, I take like a, a thing of cookies, um, you know, or at St. Patty's Day, like we do these little bags of like candy and stuff like that, like just kind of doing little things like that, that's going to, that's going to put you or like, you know, at the liquor store, they are like, they're, they always ask me to do all the magnets for all the sports teams. I don't know oh. why, like, right. So it's like, I think that that would like, just, yeah, I, it's so stupid, but I'm all, okay. Like, no, no, all right. Yeah. Just say, I mean, yeah, this is how it happens. And then it's organic. It, yeah. And so I think, you know, figure out, it's not going to be the same for everybody, you know, figure out where you are. And if you're in a place, you know, where you have um, a kindergartner, you know, so what just become the classroom parent, dad or mom, right? Come that become the classroom parent because it's not about selling your business. It's about people getting to know you and then it, your business sells for you and that's it. Right. Perfect. I love it. I absolutely love it. I just, I need to take a second here, just take that all in and, and hope everyone else takes that in. I mean, because it's important and that's, you know, we can sit here and talk about rates and how we get better rates in retail. We can sit here and talk about how, you know, service, but being involved in your community is a big separator for us. So yeah, let me shift gears here really quick. Yeah. Um, you know, Fuse just happened. Uh, you know, I, I don't know when this will be released, but Fuse happened recently. Let's just say that. Yes. Okay. One of the bright spots in my eyes, considering that the last time we had a women's mortgage uh, network summit, we'll call it, there was 40 people there right before, right before the virus. Oh my gosh. In Vegas, we had 400 part of the- I just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps. It, it's, it's, I, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm not too active in that group for obvious reasons, I hope, but <laughs> <laughs> tell me what's your favorite thing about it? Being part of the, that, those types of groups right there. I think that um, being in this business and being a woman, you see things differently than men, right? Because we have a, a different experience. A man didn't walk in 20 years ago and was the only man loan officer, right? And so I think that women, we have we have all gone through something similar to that. Whether if it's little or big, if you've been in for five years or you've been in for 20 or 30, because there still are a lot of places that I call it the boys club, and there still are a lot of shops that are the boys club style. And so I think that being a part of these groups, you know we're able to be more honest about what's going on within ourselves because we don't feel like we're going to be judged by men. And I, and I hate like it sounding like this because it's not at all like men are terrible, but you're asking me and that's really the truth of it. And I don't want to undermine that. Like that, you know, I remember about a year ago when it was just chaos. I mean, it was, you know, chaos. 
And it was like, I feel like a lot of moms were struggling and I'm not saying that dads weren't, but a lot of moms were struggling because we were so busy and it was like, you know, we had this guilt 24 seven and I had posted on the women, the WMN Facebook page, like what the F I'm like falling apart. Is anybody else falling apart? And it was like 300 comments. Yes, I'm falling apart. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think that we would say that on the brokers are better page because there's guys on there and we wouldn't want to seem weak. That's that's an interesting take on that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's important because I've never considered myself that way. You know what I mean? But at the same time, listen, it's, it's, it's out there. Okay. But just the fact that you're sharing with us how, you know, how you feel there's, that's how you feel. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, you just have to be careful because you don't want to come across like there. I think that part of um, a lot of, of change that's happening with women in this business is not so much of us like, you know, I am woman, hear me, we're breaking through. Nothing like that. Right. As I mean, kind of maybe a little bit. But I think it's also men like you, like our Gen X and younger. Right. Who are coming from a different place now that they're not trying to put their thumb over women. Right. And they're not trying to hold women down and they're supportive. And they're like, you are just as good as me. And my, and I probably think you're better. Right. And so I think that that the men have equally changed how women are viewed in this business as women have. That's a, that's that's awesome. a great, that's a great way of saying it. Okay. So, uh, let's say we have a, a a new female broker coming on, loan officer, and she wants to get involved, right? What would you, how would you suggest getting involved? Well, I of course I would say you know obviously join AIM, obviously get on the broker page and get on the Women Mortgage Network page. Getting involved in those two organizations is really going to make you feel that you're supported and. I, I can see where like newer people, and even if you're a dude and you're on the BAB page and you have a question, sometimes people aren't as nice as they should be with their responses. And so I think, you know, as a woman, we at least have the outlet of those two groups that we can get on there and ask, and you're going to get help. I mean, and, you know, I'm always fascinated that in retail, and I'm sure anybody in retail can feel this. We were, we're competitive by nature, right? If you're in sales, you're competitive by nature, but we were also like pushed that, you know, we were supposed to be the best in our company, but our company was supposed to be the best in the area. And the area was supposed to be the best in the the country. You see what I mean? Like it was always like, who's better, who's better, who's better. And that is not what happens in the broker world. If I don't know, why we're competitive of course but i think more with ourselves right Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know before if you were in retail and you know a woman asked or a man asked you for advice on something you were almost fearful to give it to them because you didn't want them to steal your idea or you didn't want them right isn't that true and i don't feel that ever i don't i really never feel that in people share things all the time not even like damn, they shared that? Like that's going out because it's inbred. 18 years is inbred in my head of like not being that way. And so I just think, you know, you just have to get involved in that kind of stuff. And you'll find 
you know, the, those two Facebook pages are really, really helpful. And you'll see that like certain women will not only reach out to you and answer your questions, but they will, you can feel that they make themselves available outside of a Facebook page. So yeah. you just gotta, you know, don't be afraid, just do it. You just, yeah. I mean, I was just about to say, you know, I, I get, I get asked this all the time, like, okay, what do I do? How do I get involved? And I'm like, okay, it starts with the Facebook group pages. Let's just be honest here. I mean, that's where yeah. a lot of our community lives, which is great. You know what I mean? I said, just don't be shy, you know, just, okay. just get in there. I guarantee you with the 12,000 people in BAB, the hundreds of thousands of people that we have in the, in WMN, someone has felt your way. And, and no matter what, somewhere they're going to give you support. There's always going to be keyboard warriors out there. And I, and yeah. I, I get that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, <laughs> the, uh, the greater good of everything will always come through with, within those groups. I've never heard that keyboard warrior. That's pretty crafty. I'm impressed. Uh, Adam, I'd, like for the day. <laughs> I'd like to say I made that up, but I'm pretty sure I stole that from somewhere. Wow. Uh, that's pretty crafty. Yeah. So no, no, that, and that's awesome. And thank you for sharing. It's important. And, and I'm telling you, we have more groups coming like that. And it's not to, it's not to diversify per se. It's just, just to have different types of support is, is, is well, the right way to look at it. Yeah. And I think even the A mentorship program, I think that's a great program, you know, and I think that, um, you know, really trying to build a relationship with, I mean, I learned the business. I'm sure you learned the business by following people who knew the business. And sometimes in a broker world, it's a little bit tougher because you might feel a little bit more secluded, right? Because, and especially in COVID where everybody is working from home now and all this kind of stuff. And so I think that, you know, AIM does a great, great job at making sure the, the resources are out there for people. And so you just have to jump in. I'm going to go off script here real quick because then we're going to lead into our final question. Just, I mean, we're all busy and, and thank you for taking time out today. I'm going to thank you probably seven more times with this. So you brought up AIM a few times and you're, you're a huge supporter of us, uh, you know, and I absolutely love it. What's your favorite thing about AIM? The community really yeah. is what it is because i i did you know when i first went out on my own you do feel like kind of a lost soul in a big fish pond right and then it's like once i became um more invested in aim aim invested more in me right and so and whether they intended to or not it was like you just become more of a group and you know what's so crazy is like three quarters of the people you don't even know you have conversations with like your like childhood friends, right? Isn't that true? Like yeah, I so literally true. talk to people and I'll be like, I never even met this person face to face. And I like talk to them. Like we saw each other last weekend. I mean, and I, I've never felt that, I, you know, so, I mean, that's what I think it brings. Yeah. And I love, I love going to these events because, you know, I have these conversations with people all the time and all over and we all have our different little pockets. And then, for example, at Fuse, people are coming up and saying, Mark, uh, I'm so-and-so, John Smith. And I'm like, oh, my God, you look nothing like your Facebook profile. Oh, you know, like, and then it's just, it's, it's just easy. It's just easy going. So, yeah. no, and that's my favorite thing, too. And, and if you've ever heard any of my little presentation speeches, I say my favorite thing about AIM, the thing I love the most is the community. Yeah. So, all yeah, right. You don't feel let, Nope, absolutely not. All right, let me let me hit you with the last question. We'll, then we'll get out of your hair. Um, and once again, thank you for being with us thank today. You. So you you let's just say you have an audience in front of you. 
you you have the stage you got people who have been there you know in the mortgage industry for one month one year 10 years 20 years 30 years you're kim clancy you're up there and you want to give us all some advice what would it be be true to yourself and everybody will feel it don't try to you know don't try to create something that you aren't because people know when people are fake and people know when you're not truthful and honest with them and so you just have to do you have to follow your own instincts your own intuition you have to follow who you are as a person and if you stand by that and you live by that then you're going to be successful pretty darn awesome right there and, and it's true. It, it is true. I've told people like, okay, you always want to try to step outside your box a little bit. I mean, we, we all have to, because we all have to evolve. Yeah. We all have to grow, but don't be someone you're not. Don't, don't try to be this flamboyant person when you're not, but be accessible. Yeah. Or get so. another job. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cutthroat. Kim, you are cutthroat. Well, you know, what are the other? <laughs> you no, know. That's awesome. No, no, this is this is all great stuff today, Kim. Listen, I I appreciate uh, your your time as always. Um, your your the, your viewpoints I think are right in line with uh, not only mine but I, I think a lot of our community as well. So, you know, I just wanna I just wanna thank you for sharing everything you shared with us today. Thank you so much. It was so great to be here, Mark. Thank you so much. Awesome and and brokers. All right, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to Aim Group dot com backslash broker to broker once again that's aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker and you can also access us from our member portal as well our new member portal that we released at few so you can also listen to all the other broker podcasts on itunes spotify google podcasts anywhere else where you can download podcasts do me a favor get in there subscribe to it rate our podcast and leave a review it helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better kim and you fit that mold perfectly Thank you, buddy. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Join our Brokers Are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group, and click to join.